Hi, friends. Logan Clements here with the Better Events Podcast, and I am so excited to welcome you to season four of the Better Events Podcast. Yes, you're hearing us right. We are three seasons down, just now kicking off our fourth season here in the year 2024. So welcome. If you are new to this podcast, you have three seasons of an amazing content and 135 episodes to go back and listen to and binge whenever you want. If you've been sticking with us the whole time, thank you so much. We're excited to bring you some very amazing content as we continue into the new year with the Better Events Podcast. This week's episode, though, we are looking back and reflecting on 2023 and some of our lessons learned in events and business. This process is part of what Mary and I both do as business owners, as well as for our own personal development. And it's really interesting to see what are some of the lessons that we had to learn the hard way and share them with you so you can avoid that. Or it can also help you just start to get in that reflectionary mode that you might want to do towards the end of a new year or at the start of a new year if you still haven't done it yet. So Mary and I kind of go back and forth and share some of our lessons learned both in events and business from 2023. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Better Events Podcast. We are now in season four. We're in 2024. It's season four. Can you believe it? This feels crazy. We are so excited to kick off this new year and this new season with you. Now, there's some things that you can expect for the podcast this year, whether you're new here or you've been with us for a while. What you will see from the podcast this year is continual weekly episodes. We drop episodes every Wednesday, and that is going to continue. And we're also going to keep bringing you fresh content, new content, some guest voices. And we also are going to try to hopefully provide more opportunities to build this community and to interact with one another. And then also, we just had the Better Events Conference, the first ever Better Events Conference back in December. And so in 2024, you may even see the second annual Better Events Conference coming at you later. And so we have a lot of things in store. We're so excited. And then because this is also a new season, a new year, a new episode, we thought this would be a great opportunity to reintroduce ourselves. So I'd love to invite my lovely co-host, Logan Clements. Logan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Mary. And hi there, Better Events Pod listeners. Whether you, again, this is your first time listening to us or you've been with us a while, we just want to remind you what we do when we're not hosting this podcast. So I'm Logan Clements. I'm a freelance event producer based in Seattle, Washington, but I execute events here and all over the world. My specialization, I guess I would say, has been on the event production side of things, anything with a microphone, a stage, AV technology, whether we're virtual or we're in-person or we're hybrid, that has kind of become my niche, I would say. I also do a lot of event registration has been an interesting part of my business the last, I'd say, two years or so. Um, But again, I'm based here in Seattle, but most of my events, probably about 80 to 90% of my events are outside of Seattle, which is pretty fun. So we'll travel for sure. Mary, how about you reintroduce yourself? Yes. Well, hello, everybody. (laughs) My name is Mary Davidson. I'm with EP Events, Events with a Purpose. We plan purposeful events, which typically looks like fundraisers. So we plan a lot of nonprofit events. Um, That's really what we specialize in. We do anything from galas to luncheons to 5Ks to just boutique fundraising events, donor events, things like that. 
And that is mostly what we spend our time doing. Um, but also we try to branch in a little bit more into the corporate community, corporate and community event world. And so um, that's looked like, you know, partnering with local associations and partnerships um, for cities and things like that and putting on little uh, events for them. And then also other corporate clients that we have that we are starting with in 2024 that we're really excited about. So all in all, we specialize in fundraising events, corporate events, community events. And then also I will freelance a little bit on the side as well, like Logan said, and love trying new things, doing lots of uh, different things. But if it involves event management, day of execution, I really love being on site day of and just executing the crap out of an event. So <laughs> that's me and also here with the podcast, we have had experiences to provide a lot of feedback and learn a lot from you all and had some really good conversations with listeners over time. So we want to pitch something new to you. This is something that just makes a lot of sense because this is what we've been doing and what we want to do more of. And so if you're listening to this and you are like familiar with us and you are uh convinced of hopefully some value that we can bring to you, we invite you to reach out to us at bettereventspod.gmail.com to con- have some consulting time with us. So we are going to start offering our consulting services. So this is something that you can schedule and we can send more information to you when you email us. But we would love to kind of continue to provide feedback in a way to you um, that is sustainable. And so please feel free to reach out to us and we can set up some consulting time with you. But not only that, Let's say that you're planning an event and you're either new to the industry or it's a new kind of event that you're not familiar with. Well, maybe you're lacking confidence for some reason, but we are here for you. So we want to be your confidant. And so you can hire us to support you day of. This is interesting because it's not obviously we'll be supporting the event, but we're we're really supporting you. (laughs) We're going to be your person. We're going to be there for you. And if that's something that you would like, please reach out to us and we can organize that and work that through with you. Um, But we just want to be here for you all. We want to be more, you know, hands-on on on the ground, helping you with these events that you need. So please feel feel free to reach out. Yeah. You can take us away from just being in your ears every week to physically seeing us in person. So this is kind of our offer to you guys, our community that we're here to support you and whatever way that looks, whether it's consulting or physically having Mary and I on site to help support or execute for your event. Well, Mary, I feel like we've already started to start the conversation, but it is we would be remiss if we did not follow our normal format here to kick off season four of the podcast. But our conversation starter is a, just an easy one, Mary. How was your holiday season? That it's easy. Wow. I'm like, I'm almost like ready for something hard because it's <laughs> challenging. Uh, my holiday season was great. I really felt like I had some downtime just the other day. I was saying, oh, wow, this is really cool that I feel like I've actually been able to have a break. Now, I've been working a lot on my business, but that's something that I find to be really fun. Um, But I've had the opportunity to do so, and that's been really, really motivating for me. So, Logan, how about you? How has your holiday season been? I feel like mine went by so quickly, probably for the best reasons, but I am particularly obsessed with the holiday season. So one of my goals for next year is to, for 2024, I guess this year now, is to make it slow down a little bit. Um, but I had some great family time. I made some Chex Mix, watched some holiday movies, got to go catch my Philadelphia Eagles with a game on Christmas Day with my family, which was really, really fun, made some good memories. So it was great. It was everything I think I needed it to be. And I will just, it's probably a compliment that I just would like it all to have gone a little slower. <laughs> That's awesome. I totally agree. But at the same time, I'm excited for what 2024 has to bring. And we are really going to talk A lot about that in this episode, we're actually going to be doing a little bit of reflecting, if you will, 
And so we'd love to invite you listeners to take a moment and go back and just reflect on your year. And we're going to be doing that along with you in this episode. So some good things that you can ask yourself are what good things happened in 2023? What do you want your career or business to look like in 2024? And what do you need to do to get there? So these prompts really naturally lead to lessons learned along the way and also to new goals. And this week we're talking about lessons learned. And in a couple episodes, we'll talk to you about goals. So we're really honing in on lessons learned in today's episode and invite you to follow along with us as we discuss this. And Logan is going to kick us off. Logan, what is one of your first lessons learned, whether in business or events? Ooh, okay. So this was a fun process and I got, I, you know, we're talking about goals and lessons and things. I'd be remiss if I don't shout out my passion planner because it has literally a monthly reflection with a question all about lessons learned every single month. So that was a gold mine for me <laughs> to get to go back and actually look month by month at what were at least three lessons I'd learned each month. So I have a pretty decent list. It was also interesting to see which ones I repeated. I guess you can never learn a lesson too many times or a couple of repeats for me over the year. But my first one is probably a mantra a lot of us have, but my lesson learned from 2023 is that we can do hard things. I felt like with the Better Events Conference, which we launched, creating something from nothing is always a challenge. And that was really awesome to bring it to fruition and get all the positive feedback we've already had. I also had a lot of long haul events this fall in a way that I hadn't had since 2019. So for a number of years, that was just interesting to challenge myself and see how many of these I was able to do back to back and still enjoy. And then my Chinese language skills, that was one that, again, I, I felt very intimidated going into it and getting to do an event in China again this year when I hadn't for four years or in 2023 after I hadn't done it for four years. That, again, just taught me we can do hard things. It's the truth. Um, one of my lessons learned, I should actually, I should start off by saying I've been reflecting a little bit on this and um, something that I have ironically learned about myself, this is like an inception moment, is that I am not good at learning lessons. So my lesson learned <laughs> is that I'm not good at learning lessons, but really I'm not. I don't internalize them. I make the same mistakes over and over again. So this going into 2024, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> We're going to actually learn from stuff. And so I think that's ironically my first lesson learned is that I need to learn more lessons. <laughs> so this is going to be a really great episode for me. I already know. We will, you know, it's, it's actionable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to really internalize these things. So you know, yeah. we're going to internalize them. All right. My next lesson learned from last year in 2023 was to always negotiate rates when asked, like when asked for what my rate is, because I will say not all context that I get. I sometimes don't get asked what my rate is. I get told, hey, here's the rate. And I was for me, I want to say whenever I've been asked what my rate is, I should always try to negotiate because I'm aiming to get people to a no where they might say, ah, no, that's too much. Can you do something else or have some pushback? I I feel like I have or I know for sure I've left money on the table by having people just quickly say yes to whatever I you know quoted them. And then that's usually my indicator that, oh, I could have asked for more. So my lesson learned uh, is to always negotiate rates. Uh, my next lesson learned is this is more personal, but it really ties into to business and how I execute events, I would say. So it's to do my miracle morning, which I think I've kind of talked about before. It's something I've done for like years, but I really go, it ebbs and flows basically. But this past year, I've learned that it's something that I really need. And I think I really need it to be able to sustain 
what I do with my time. So my business and then how I execute events. And so to me, it's crucial to me. It's like, I've tried a lot of things. I've read a lot of books. I've heard a lot of things. I'm still trying to figure out what works for me. But one thing that for sure does, and I've done it long enough to know is this miracle morning. And so that is basically um, me waking up like two and a half hours before I'm trying to be online. And I have this whole system. I will wake up and I exercise and then I sit down and eat breakfast. And while I'm eating breakfast, I set goals for the day and talk about, think about what I'm gra- grateful for. And then I end up getting ready. And I don't know, like before I know it's two and a half hours, but I found that that's the amount of time that I need to go the pace that I want to go to set myself up for the rest of the day. And it is crucial for me. It's just what works. So going into next year, I or this year, I should say, I'm going to try to continue to do that, hopefully. All right, listeners, a quick disclaimer before we continue. My microphone now sounds a little different because I'm actually using my microphone. I unfortunately did not select it in our lovely podcast software. So you were hearing me just through my laptop. So there you go. That's why it's important to have a microphone for these things. We love it. And if you're watching the video, I love I just got one of my lovely little Apple thumbs ups next to my head. Thank you, computer, for reminding me. But Anyway, everyone makes mistakes. We're moving forward with my beautiful new balanced audio that hopefully sounds as good as Mary's now. But my next lesson learned from 2023 was that brain dumps, aka lists, really, really work for me in a way of keeping track of all the different projects and things that I'm doing. There's something about it that keeping it in my head, I worry I forget things. That was one of my fears when I was at capacity in 2023. And so I actually made a project tracker for myself where I have a column for every project or area that I'm even my volunteer stuff that I was doing. And then I had two different rows. One was urgent and not urgent. And I made it a habit on Sundays to sit and just what I called brain dump everything from my brain onto the piece of paper in those two categories of urgent and not urgent for these different projects. And that was just helpful for me to keep on top of all the things I said I was going to do. And so that might not be you know, exactly what you need, but having some way of getting everything in your brain onto paper into your project management software, game changer for me in 2023. I think that's that's really cool because like I'll write random stuff down. And before I know it, it's been three months and I have like 10 pages of lists that I haven't referred back to. And some of these are important things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, should I do this? And then sometimes I end up, yeah, just getting it done. But other times I'm like, oh, I really should have remembered that. So I, I think what you said is important. And I love the step, like the extra step that you're taking to not only write it down, but then actually do something about it, which is pretty cool. So I'm learning from you already. Uh, another one of my lessons learned is that I've been on this this shtick lately about cell phones and how we always have to be accessible to everyone and it's frustrating to me. So um, a lesson that I learned this last year is that I just really don't care as much about people communicating with me on my phone. And I certainly hope that that's not to a detriment to any relationships or my business. It does make me nervous. But I think what I've learned this year is that I have to have a, I don't know, have a less of a relationship with my phone. Um, I just think I need it. I look back at when we were younger and how if you needed to get a hold of somebody, you like, it was just harder, harder to do that. We were not always accessible. And I am envious of that lifestyle. I wish that was still the case. I hate that. Like I have, like it's expected that I have to respond to people. So anyway, sorry. I know I'm just going off on something, but what my lesson learned is, is that I am going to control my phone usage. And there's two ways and apps and things that help that 
you can do that with. One is that focus mode on the phone, which we've talked about here on the podcast. I'm going to try to utilize focus mode more, both do not disturb when I'm like trying to get ready to go to sleep. And then also um, like work focus mode during the day. The second thing is an app limit, which I also think I've mentioned on here before, but you can limit the amount of time you spend on certain apps. And I do that for Instagram and Facebook. And I've said it so there's a passcode, which um, my husband has to fill in the passcode. So I don't know what it is. And so truly, when my time is out, my time is out. And that is what I need or else I don't pay attention to the limits. And so those two things I think are going to help me. um, But that was a big lesson learned from this year is it just didn't bring me any joy to have to constantly be available. So I'm going to try to limit it. And I hope that it's okay. Limiting phone time. I feel like there's a goal in there, but we won't we won't give away how to go there. <laughs> our goals for the next. <laughs> we'll talk about those in a later episode. For me, my next lesson learned from 2023 was that my ideal schedule might be someone else's nightmare, and that's okay. I had a really rigorous spring in 2023 with a lot of travel, and I was bopping around. I was probably in four or five different cities every single month for about three months in a row, and. I, I, that my last lesson learned about the project tracker with kind of came from some of my anxiety. I was worried I would drop the ball or I would miss something because I was so busy. But when I finally got to the end of it and I looked back, I was like, I actually really enjoyed everything that I'd said yes to everything that I was doing. And I kind of thrived in these like short trip instances. And that was, I told it to some friends and some, you know, colleagues and they all like cringed at my schedule (laughs) and they were like, I would hate that. I was like, Mm -hmm. I've done that. So this was a, I had this uh, realization with my therapist where I was like, it's kind of okay that you, other people might not like my schedule, but I like it. And that's okay. You know, cause I'm, I'm not working for the approval of others. And so whatever listener that looks like to you, I want you to embrace it because your dream schedule might be someone else's nightmare and that's okay. And the inverse, your nightmare schedule is someone else's dream. My next one is a lesson learned about events. And so for events, I have learned the importance of templates. And this all feels a little repetitive to me because I just think I've shared this before. This was probably a bonus tip, but this was really solidified this year. Um, I found myself redoing work that I've done over and over again. And so we made a conscious decision as a team to really try to make everything templates. And so we're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. And then we're going to make it better. And then we're going to save it as a template. So we don't have to keep redoing all these things. That's been a time saver and also just a mind saver. And so I really appreciated that this year. Yeah. We love any time-saving tips here on this, on this podcast. That is a, a, a bonus. Uh, my next lesson learned was to that systematically reaching out to past clients and colleagues continues to help me build my business. It is something that I, I have a section in my weekly planner of people to reach out to. And I try, I have a master list of all the people, again, people I've worked with, whether they've hired me or just someone I worked alongside. I have found that like the right email at the right time has led to real paid work or volunteer work or opportunities because so much of what we do is you kind of need to be top of mind. And when I say this listeners, I'm not sending these people like weekly emails. It's like, I have a couple, I try to stick to a cadence of like once a quarter, once every few months, to reach out to certain folks. Um, and that just helps both me to solidify my event schedule and you know confirming dates for events I'm going to repeat and do again, but also to find new stuff. And just remind these people that like, hey, we work together. Here's what I do in case you have any kind of needs. And I have had that lead in 2023 that led to paid work. So I just, this is a lesson I'll probably forever continue to learn because it's so helpful to do. And often the first thing I'll forget to do when I get busy with client work. So this is my own reminder for myself. I'm like passionate about what you just said, Logan. I think that's so important to hear. So love that. 
Um, another one for me is that when I work with vendors, this is a lesson learned when I work with vendors, I'm really impressed by how firm they are in their terms. They really are like, we do this, we don't do this. We will be there at this time and not this time. And I love learning from them. So thank you, vendors. So I would say my lesson learned this year is that I too can say, I can't do that, but I can do this, just like they say it to me. And so I hope I can implement that in the future because it's so hard, but I've really learned a lot from other vendors' terms. Shout out to learning from the community. That's a good one. My next one is making sure you over-communicate when possible at events. So this is whether it's with your event client, with your volunteers, or your event staff. Information is truly powerful and it doesn't hurt to get ahead of any challenges. So whether this is distributing your contact list that has everybody's phone number on it, the number of situations I solved because I had someone's phone number, listeners, so many, please make sure you get phone numbers for all key people at your events and or talking about backup plans. You know, I love those. So just making sure you actually talk about these things and don't hold them all for you to know, because if something happens to you now, no one else knows what's going on. So over, over, over communicate, please. Yeah. Another one of my lessons learned is that I um, need to be more like I ha- I've learned that I need to be more clear when I am creating scopes. And so when I'm creating a scope for an event, I have started to write down what it will do, obviously, the services that we're providing. But at the end, it's what the client is responsible for. And it's this long list of other things. And I started doing that because I actually had a client ask me to do that because I think they just wanted, you know, complete clarity on what we were doing or not doing. And I was like, this is a great idea. And I've started doing it ever since. And I maybe you do this. Maybe you're like, obviously, Mary, this is a good thing to do. But it has been just game changing for me. (laughs) And I hope for them, too. And I also think it really paints the picture on like our value almost. It's like we're doing all this, but you're keeping all this and we can do more. But like this is what's included in the scope, you know. So I don't I don't know. I just think that that's been really nice to implement. And I'm excited to once again continue to do that in this year as well. I have the, my proposals and I love it. It's a, it's Maybe a nice idea from you. I probably got that idea from you. Let's be honest. <laughs> Maybe. It might have been on one of our shared proposals at some point. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can't remember where I got it from, but yes, it was an, it's a nice way to frame what you don't do yeah. without saying it. And, and you're right. You could totally list some things that you could do, but just being like, I, and I don't, I don't know if I get as minute into the details as you, I think most of my proposals on average in that section have like four bullets and some of them are being like responsible for all marketing and registration information or something like, yeah, they're pretty large. Yeah. yeah. But, um, as minute as like the speaker, the you know, insert client name here, we'll find the speakers and introduce them to Logan strategy group um, mm-hmm. and some other stuff that, it, yeah, it helps just kind of define what you're doing. So great, great one, Mary. Um, my next lesson learned, and I've talked about it here on the podcast, but just this is a lovely compilation episode for you listeners is uh, from 2023 is that late payment policies are fair and necessary. And the fair part's really for me because I have to tell myself that, that they're fair because it's in my contract that people sign And I started implementing this midway through the year and I'm just really, really happy that I'm doing it. And I've gotten what works for me is I actually now add, I use DocuSign for all of my contracts and I actually add an initial for my client to initial right next to my late payment contract, late payment terms, uh, just because for me, I think my hesitancy to do it and why I wasn't doing it in the first place is I feel like people just skim those contracts and they missed it. And I didn't want to feel 
I don't know, ungrateful or money grubbing, like going after them for this. And so I've started doing it where they have to initial next to the late payment fee terms. And in my mind, that would start a conversation when they look at the contract. If they have to initial it, they're going to read it because it's right next to it. And then maybe they talk to me if they have an issue with it. And I haven't had anyone want to discuss it. They've just initialed it and move forward. And I've actually implemented my late late payment policies. So this might be more for freelancers and contractors because I feel like we're not as empowered as maybe some of the larger companies and organizations and those vendors you talk about, Mary, who have really firm things, but they probably all started where we were and where I was a year ago of maybe not feeling as confident and then they've gotten there. So I highly encourage you there, fair and necessary, please implement your late payment policies. Speaking truth. Love it. I need to do better at that, actually. So <laughs> that's my goal for our next episode. <laughs> um, another lesson learned for me is that in a kickoff call or maybe a discovery call, like one of these first initial calls you're having with a team that you're working with, whether they're your client or your initial just event team, if you're more in-house, is to go over everyone's work style. I think it's important for everyone to hear it and understand it. And it's not like a very lengthy conversation, but asking a question, you know, what's your preferred work style? How do you prefer that we communicate with you? Is something that's been a little bit game changing because what I've learned is, you know, everybody has different expectations. And so one client might be like really all about working autonomously and the other wants updates about every single thing. That's going to set you up for success to have that at the beginning. And I've learned that the hard way a little bit this year. And so I've changed that as part of our like, you know, agenda items that we're going to talk through how you work well together. That's a, that's a great, it's a great section for everybody. I, I will be stealing that one for 2024 for sure. Um, my next, and this is my second to last one, Mary, that I have yep. of lessons learned. Um, but from lessons learned from 2023, for me, it was embracing my role and not feeling like I have to over deliver every time at different events that I work. This it comes out of an event that I did a couple months ago where I came, I learned anecdotally from my colleagues that I came off as more relaxed than I had the year before. It was an event that I'd repeated. And I think that's because, or I know for sure it's because I had better understood the role. And my first year, I was a little more anxious about it and just like really wanted to do well um, versus this past year when I did it, I, I understood the role and responsibility. I understood how I could over deliver and, but didn't honestly try to like, go over, over that and just leaned into owning, Hey, this is my role and I'm going to rock it and not be worried about these seven other things that I could be worried about, but they really just distracted me from it. And I thought it was really interesting because it was towards the end of the project that people were like, something's different, Logan, you're really relaxed. I was like, are you saying I wasn't relaxed last year? That's how I heard that compliment. <laughs> and they're like, no, they're just saying that like, you seem more comfortable. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hear it as you intended it, that it's a compliment. <laughs> And a good thing I'm growing. We're growing over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. That's funny. I think that there are so many. You're making me think of even more. But I will end with one more from me. And that is more. I've had a lot of, I should say, I've had a lot of like, like mindset reflections. <laughs> so some of these, Logan's bringing us a lot of tangible things, which I really appreciate mine a little bit or a little more up in the air sometimes. This one's one of those. So I'm going to end with this. My lesson learned is that I need to stop multitasking. Now, this is challenging because this is literally what we do for our jobs. So I think that there's a line, though. I think we have turned it into our lifestyle a lot because this is what we do for our jobs. And so um, basically, I I just want to listen. When I want to talk to somebody and I want to listen. I want to just like sit in something. I want to compartmentalize. And I know this is turning like these may be our goals, but this is because I've learned this this year is like it stresses me out to focus on more than one thing at once. 
and I can't do it every single day all the time. I need to save that for when I'm executing an event. The other times I just, I can't do it. And so, um, yeah, trying not to multitask as much has helped me this last like quarter of the year is when I really tried to start doing that. Um, enjoy the journey more, just really like be with who I'm with. And to me, that's like, that's what it's about for me. And so it's been a huge lesson that I've learned this last quarter and I want to bring it into 2024. I think my last one will end again on a positive note. My last lesson learned is that time time off is awesome in all caps. I'm excitement, not yelling, but and so needed is my big one. Uh, for me, it was rest has made me feel more creative. I feel like we sometimes get obsessed with feeling productive all the time. And yet the times when I've truly put the out of office message in, not even brought my laptop and or deleted the app from my phone. So I'm not even just 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 checking, quote unquote, what emails I have. Um, and this was something that I especially need after my big multi-week events, because I've talked about on the podcast, I'm not Wonder Woman. I like to think I'm Wonder Woman, but I like to believe now also Wonder Woman takes vacation. And so that has been something that I, in the last two years, I feel like I've done a better job of prioritizing and we'll listen to our goal setting episode to see how I'm going to incorporate this in. But that was just a lesson learned that time off Every time I took time off and I'm looking at my planner of what my reflections were, I felt great. So I'm going to, we'll see what goal I come out from that one, but take your time off. I love it. I love time off, Logan. So I'm all about that one. That sounds amazing. Um, but that I think brings us to the end of all of our lesson learns. Lessons learned. Nailed it, Mary. <laughs> there you go. And we've learned so much. I'm sure there's more that we can say, but every year it changes actually. So I, it's interesting to go back and listen to some of our past and I'm sure it has changed for you too, listeners. So hopefully you can continue to reflect on this, but that does bring us to the end of our episode into our bonus tip. Yes. Correct? Which I believe you have Mary this week, but before I do, you just mentioned people should go back and listen. If you want a fun listen, go back to episode 86. That is our first episode of season three, where we reflect on lessons learned from 2022 and I will say some of those are pretty evergreen slash if you just want to hear how Mary and I have evolved with <laughs> what lessons we feel are noteworthy. That's a great lesson. Episode 86. Um, but without yes. further ado, Mary, you have our first bonus tip of season four. No pressure. Oh, my. As soon as you said that, I was like, delete. I don't want to say this one. But you know what? We are going to start off 2024 really tactical. This is important. We use pens daily. So my bonus tip is about this pen that I love and we will link it out. And I actually think that there's kind of like a cult following about these pens. So if you're with me, let me know. Now Logan's like looking at her pen. We're going to have a pen competition. I am obsessed and have been four years. I discovered these when I was in college with the Pilot is the brand, the G2 pens and they're gel pens, but specifically it's the seven um size and so like the tip is a seven and so it's a thinner one and so it doesn't like to me when i write it's there's like less ink coming out i'm not like a pen you know person so i don't know what all these pieces are called but yeah so this is a pilot g2 and it's the seven size and i love them in all the colors i have all the colors and I recommend it. And Logan's looking at me like I'm crazy right now. I'm not. I'm more just you made me look at all my pens. I have a pilot pen here and in, in a seven, but it's a precise gel. I don't know if it's a G2. It's but not it a G2. And that's a different. Pilot, and it's a seven. But maybe you get the idea. Like if yeah, you like that, how it writes. Person. Yeah. Seven. 
Yeah. Everyone's got their favorite one. Mary, we'll add that link to our show notes so you can go and get yourself a G2 pen. Thank you, Mary, for that bonus tip. Mm -hmm. And listeners, that brings us to the end of our episode. We thank you for listening. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You can email us at bettereventspod at gmail.com or visit our website, bettereventspod.com. As Mary mentioned, we drop new episodes every single Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Better Events with an S if someone sent you this lovely episode. I do also want to plug that if you missed our Better Events conference, we are still selling the replays. So if you want to go back and watch, we recorded, Mary, what was it, 95% of everything? There was only about two networking sessions. We didn't record, so you can have access to all of that amazing content and the brain bites if you go to bettereventspod.com slash conference and click on the link to buy the replays. We want to plug that for you. And as always, we thank you for listening and we'll be back in your feeds again next Wednesday. 